Hey everyone, welcome to Impact Marketer. Today's guest is founder of Lead Next Gen, real life growth hacker, author, and speaker, generating over 40,000 email subscribers from his virtual events and raising 350,000 in revenue, also earning $40,000 in mastermind scholarships, now running an agile team at his agency, producing virtual summits for clients all over the world, having to grow beyond the stereotype that you have to go to college, flying from Paris to a Tony Robbins event in California as a high schooler, building his first ever six-figure business, which was an in-person event for millennial entrepreneurs. He is the true spirit of a growth hacker and has built his businesses around learning the things he's always wanted to, whether that be cryptocurrency, investing, entrepreneurship, or real estate. Please help me and welcome me, Eric Z. Yang. Thanks for having me, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Eric. Love having you on, man. Most people don't know what the hell a virtual summit is. <laughs> give, give us some backstory. How did you get into virtual summits? And you know, what's the story there? I can give you the 60-second speed run on what a virtual summit uh, is before we dive into like how I got into it, if you want to. Yeah, that'd be perfect. So a virtual summit is essentially an online conference. So for those of you who don't know what a webinar is, um, I, don't, I won't dive into it, but... Essentially, a online conference is a multiple-day event where all the sessions are pre-recorded, but you package it across different days. So let's say here you have five days, and you have 30 speakers around one theme that you actually want to teach people. Let's say, for example, here uh, Instagram, you gather 30 entrepreneurs that talk about Instagram, and then you deliver that information to people who will register function of a email uh 99.9 of this online conference are free and the reason why virtual summit is such a great tool for you as a host is because it allows you not only to build an email list from running paid traffic to a platform that you own um and also interviewing other experts that then can promote you as well so it's a great email list builder and collaborative nature that allows you to grow your authority and influence um, and not only that, but like a podcast and a webinar mixed together, you're able to monetize that content because you then sell recordings. Every day is only available most of the time for 24 hours. So for an audience that goes through the journey of attending a virtual conference, they will be able to watch every day for 24 hours. And then uh, let's say day one starts, they can watch five sessions out of those 30 for 24 hours, and then it closes. Day two comes uh, and they can watch day two for 24 hours again. And day one is not able to watch again unless you buy what we call a All Access Pass. And what the All Access Pass is, it's like the series of videos that you just put out for free for the people, but you also add some bonuses on top of it. Most of the time, the script, template, blueprints that you add as a practical guide for people to implement the knowledge that you just received. And you just basically sell those recordings to people. And essentially, a virtual summit is a, a combination of an in-person event, a webinar where you train people on a series of, of a theme that you want to teach them most of the time about business and a podcast where you basically monetize the content and then use that as an authority tool for you to connect with your industry leaders. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And how did you get into that? I was actually 19. Um, I was sitting on a couch watching a boxing game at Johnny Dumas' house with other entrepreneurs. And I met this, this entrepreneur that was one year older than me. And I was asking him about his business, right? Like being 19 back then, I didn't have a business. 
I was still learning. I was still open to learn. And I met this kid, what kid? This person that was <laughs> one year older than me. And I asked him about his business, right? And he had a business that was doing really, really well. He was generating high six figures, going to seven figure a year at 20 years old. And I was like, dude, how the hell did you build such a business at such a young age? And I was like, yeah, we have a company. We stop publishing books. Uh, but what really, really worked well for us is launching a virtual summit. And I was like, what the hell is a virtual summit? And that was basically what I said earlier. And I was like, cool, man. Sounds really good. Like, that sounds really genius, actually, because I wanted to do a podcast, but I, I, I couldn't monetize the podcast. So I was like, how, how much revenue did you make? It was like, oh, 350K. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, okay, that, that's fucking great. And 350K, well, how did you grow your email list from? It's like, yeah, we had 3,000 when we started. We had 36,000 when we ended. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to do virtual summit now. But actually, I did not launch a virtual summit when I met him. I, met, I launched a virtual summit after I hosted an in-person conference because that was when I realized the biggest downside of in-person conference being... You work so hard four, five, six months on a project. And then at the end of the project, you don't own any assets because all the assets that you have are rented from the venue. You do have branding. You do have connection speakers. You might have sold some packages. But I would have loved to be able to do that on a systematic way. So as soon as my first conference ended, where we had a gathering of 120 entrepreneurs on the 35, I basically created an online version of that by inviting like 35 entrepreneurs on the 35 to actually ask them questions, questions about digital marketing. And I was able to monetize that and to grow my authority, to build my list while also practicing my public speaking, which is something I really wanted to do. And I basically built a network of people that I now call my really good friends. And all the benefits of in-person conference, I had them at a virtual conference. And the, Best part is I was able to run paid traffic, track everything. And since it was free, it built my email list. Even though I did not make 365K for my first virtual summit, I did generate over six figure in opportunities and business deals that would come a year later from people who were either speaking at my conferences or attending my conferences that eventually become uh, my agency clients in the future. And how did you teach yourself to actually build the virtual summits, right? Because events are difficult. <laughs> Dude, honestly, man, I had great mentors. Navin Moises is someone that I learned from, from Virtual Summit. He's the one who actually built that Virtual Summit for, for my buddy, Channel Bolt. But beyond the course, there were obviously like 70, maybe like not 70, maybe like 40% of things I still had to figure myself. And it was a long, long process of like, fuck it, I'm going to just do it, right? Like, I don't care how shitty the event is going to be. I'm going to put one out there. I'm going to record interviews. And even if it's the shittiest event in the end, at least I will have something out there. And having this mindset, honestly, man, was really, really liberating for me where it doesn't have to be perfect. And I know it. And I share it with people. Like, when you're so stressed and you want things to be perfect, like, yeah, I remember this stage where you know that this thing cannot be perfect at all. Like, no matter how long you spend time with it, you just want to be done with it. And I was just so fed up with the process of being so frustrated with it not being perfect. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to put one there. I'm going to record interviews. I don't know if this is going to work. And if shit hits the fan, I will deal with it. But at least I'm going to put something out there. Uh, my goal was to launch a summit within 90 days. 
Mm -hmm. I did it in 76 or 78 days. I don't remember which one, mm -hmm. uh, but it was out there and I did it. And I was like, I crashed, honestly, for two weeks after the summit. I was like crying because I was so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I hate business. I'm never gonna do this again. But when I recovered, um, like, like the people giving me support and appreciating this, the content was a huge, huge, huge um, liberator and it made me feel better. And at the end of the day, it's, it, what is important is doing, not thinking. And I did it for a long, long time. And, and how did, but how did you balance quality control, right? Because I, I feel like there's... Dude, there was no quality control, man. There was no quality control. It was like, you know, MVP, like a minimum yeah, yeah, yeah. But He was the MVP of the MVP, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if you look at my design, man, it was like a, a kid trying to create design. It was like the cringiest thing ever. But I did it. I put it out there. I was like, fuck it. And uh -huh. then there were like big, big speakers on it, man. They were like Nikola Kuzmich who run ads with me Robbins. They were like people who were making seven, eight figures. Uh, there were people who were creating agencies that were seven figures. They were like big speakers, man. And I didn't want to let them down. But at the same mm. time, I understood that those people would understand, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously it wasn't shitty. I wanted to make it work, yeah. but I also wanted to launch it, which was the most important thing for me to get feedback from customers because yep. Yep. there's one thing that you think what people won't want, but for, from customers telling you that, that's the biggest feedback you can get. And even though, yeah, uh, I could have done better on design, like nobody ever mentioned like the things that I should improve on was design. It was more like my interviews. It was more like, my the the customer journey was more maybe like making sure the email sequences were sent on time design wasn't like on the radar so at least i knew on the next one mm -hmm. uh what to improve upon and then next one was a huge success okay so is backtracking really quick so you mentioned the, the negative feedback but what were the, the positive results that you got from that summit yeah so i got 15 speaking games um in two weeks after hosting that virtual summit uh, which was huge um i obviously revenue was great but beyond anything else my intention was becoming friends with the speakers and i did become friends with speakers man uh, maybe at 30 40 percent of them are still very good friends i am with today uh, some of them i've done business with some of them hire me some of them were doing partnership with them um, and basically, again, it, it is a podcast, a webinar, a live event on ecstasy, a platform that you control that is systematically building your influence online and being able to do that at scale and being able to learn to do that with paid traffic where you can just scale those metrics uh, was a huge benefit, man. Um, you basically become the only thing your industry talks about for a week or two, up to a month or two, if you do things right. And since nobody was hosting these online conferences for young entrepreneurs, I was the only platform that attracted those young people. And that was really, really great to interact with them. Got it. That's awesome, man. So you took that small success with a little bit of Kings, built these massively influential relationships with heavy hitters, and then you took it into your next summits. Um, what did that project look like? Yeah. So, uh, our agency or myself, I've done over like 12 virtual summits over the past two years. Um, so we've ranged from Airbnb to cryptocurrency to drop shipping 
We also had real estate, we had design, teaching people the business of design, we had digital nomads, we had HR, and among other projects. And uh, the next one we had was um, virtual summit on Airbnb, so teaching people the business of Airbnb. And the whole idea here was to basically create a masterclass of content so that people can actually get actionable information from each session which will be stepping stones to the next one, right? So the way that you can think about it is like a customer journey where if someone has no idea what a Airbnb business looks like, what would be the first step that you will take, which is like understanding what Airbnb is and how you can make money from it. So that's like the first interview. Two is understanding like how, um, like the first step is, which is maybe creating an account and a profile that is attractive uh, and then being able to look for houses. So that would be like interviews two and three. The fourth one would be, for example, once you have found the house, like how do you negotiate the house and how you can master lease the house, which is basically uh, renting the house that you don't own. So that would be stepping four, five, six, and then doing the marketing, doing the setup, doing the uh, organization. So basically, giving them every information that someone would need to do it themselves, like a do you yourself. Uh, and then doing that allow people to basically have all the content they need as if it was a course. And then obviously a course is something you need to go back often. So this is why people buy the recordings. So on that summit, we generated over 89K in, actually it is in profit technically because we didn't spend a dime for our pockets since we got sponsorship. Uh, we raised 25K in sponsorship. We generated um, 65, uh, maybe like 70K in revenue. And then you had a sponsorship, which is like then uh, over 85K. Um, and since we didn't have any costs, a lot of it was just gross profit, which was net profit. Mm -hmm. uh, but we did spend 13K in ads. But for every dollar invested, we got like almost close to $4 back. So it was a huge success on that part uh, for us. And then obviously the benefits again is people reaching out to us, once you do partnerships, uh, having people interested to then ask for a course, because when you have a course, right, you don't know if people want it, but if you ask for it, then that is the time for you to create a course. And then the benefit of beyond that is getting speaking gigs. Uh, my business partner got invited to share a stage to speak next to Tony Robbins, Pitbull, and my Johnson at the Real Estate Wealth Exposition in Los Angeles. And that is from a guy who didn't have any email list when we first started. And when we went from zero to 8,600 emails in the span of two months, uh, actually three months and a half since that's the time it took us to launch the summit. And then other benefits came from that that were just like compiling on top of each other. Got it. So you compile the, the content of the summit as if it was a customer journey from like, you know, that's and that's each day, day one intro, day five, scale or, or however, and then you package the recordings with along with bonus and templates as the offer. Um, what does the, the funnel look like for the summits, you know, for a marketer that, that wants to go ahead and do this for himself or needs to market it for a client? So a funnel for a virtual summit is pretty simple. So step one uh, from the top view to the bottom is you create ads to a virtual summit. You basically create video, text, and then pictures, ads, and then the call to action is basically have people come together to attend this online summit that is free. 
Once they click on the ad, they go on landing page and then where they can trade a ticket, virtual ticket, in exchange of the emails. And between the time they registered to the time where the summit launches, you have what we call a curation period where over the span of, let's say, a week to a month before the summit begins, you basically give information to your attendees to get them ready and excited about the summit. And that is a stage where you want to train your audience to interact with you, to ask you questions. So you, you have an engaged audience with you already. Some people have a Facebook group where you can engage with people who register, but I'm not, basically we're just in a waiting room for a little bit. And then that is also opportunity for you to ask them to share the summit to their friends and then keep running ads. When the summit begins, you obviously give them a question process where it's like, hey, the summit begins, these are the links for you to check out the interviews. And let's say you have five days, right? So you give them links on day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, when a day happens. And then in between, you call to action for the people to buy the recordings. And then some ends technically officially, but what we do with our clients is that we run a encore day, which is basically a French word for the meeting that means again, where every session opens for 24 hours from day one to day five, where basically they have three hours of content available for 24 hours. And that just, gives people like a spike of information. Then what we do actually as well is when people register on some for the first time, we give them a one-time offer, which is like a super sweet discount on the summit price, which is most of the time 30 to 40% discount from the summit price. And then for example, a summit Alexis Pass would be $200. You would give it out to people for $79. So that's more than 50%. And the reason why people will still buy during the summit at $200 because after the summit, the price point will be like $400 to $500. So when the summit ends, you close all the pages, nobody can watch them again. And what you keep doing call to action to people to show up on your webinar and training and series of, of interviews that you do in the future. Because once the summit ends, you gotta strike when the iron is hot. And this is when you can actually sell them your course your trainings, your mastermind, if you have one, to keep people engaged. Because the biggest mistake I see people doing on a virtual summit is once the summit ends, they think the job is done, but it's actually the most important part to actually have a follow-up email sequence to keep your people engaged, to keep them interested, to keep them seeing you as an authority so that your email list doesn't die out. Because you might have a lot of people signing up, but the most important thing is like how can retain the most attention with attendees after some ends, which is where the gold is. And this is where the super fans are gonna come because you give them so much value that they'll be just dying to ask for you, like what is next that you're gonna offer to me because what you have is exactly what I need. And I, I'm not, I don't wanna do it myself. Or I won't have it done with you. You offer like a course that can do it with you or a coaching system that allows me to interact with you. And when people are dying for the access, it's really important for you to give them by asking them actually on a survey, like what they want, so they can actually give them what they need. So that is on a holistic point of view, what a virtual summit final looks like. Mm-hmm. And then we can dive into questions if you have any, Bonnie. Yeah, like how, right, you, you keep mentioning like setting up a course and, and offering that for that content, but like how do you figure out the content for the actual summit itself? That's a great question. So the way that I do my research, and that's the way that we do it too, Ronnie, is... Actually, there's two ways. One is actually look for a book in, about your topic. So let's say dropshipping. You check out the best-selling books on Amazon and you check out the chapters and those are basically your topics. <laughs> two, you can go on a podcast about your topic and see the most popular podcast. 
And those are the things that you know people will love the most to learn from. And then you could use those as topics. The third thing is I actually go on a course platform such as Udemy and I look for a course about a topic that I want to host. And those are basically breakdowns of topics that people need to basically have a masterclass. So this way you don't have to do research yourself because if this course sell well and have good feedback, you can use those into uh, as a system for you to then get the topics in the days and the way they divide the topics. Don't reinvent the wheel, spoken like a true marketer. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, man. You've often said this phrase to me um, about like, you know, getting paid to learn what you would have learned anyways. Mm. Um, like explain that and, and how you've applied that to business. Getting, get paid to do something you have done anyway. So for example, if you use a tool, get paid to use a tool where if you, you like a tool, your friends might like it too. So you get paid by referring to your friends, using your codes, use a tool. So now you're getting paid by using the tool, right? But my thing is, how can you get paid to learn from the very best for free? So instead of going to masterminds, instead of going to those mentoring events, which is great, you need those. But on a systematic base, how can you get paid to learn from the very best? For me, is I host summits, right? So I gather experts I want to learn from. Let's say, for example, I have a, well, I do have a virtual summit. And some example uh, that's like because we actually have a agency virtual summit, but it's basically like creating the system and a platform of education that I will have needed for myself. And instead of going and pay for a course, I'm just creating a virtual summit that allows me to learn from the very best, ask them the question that I have, asking them the systems and the things that I don't know that I might need and get paid from sponsors, from attendees and from affiliates to learn from the very best. So not only do I build a business on the, on the information, but I build a network of people that can give me content and information I need at any time. And it will do that with me because I have a platform that allows them to engage with the ideal customers, which will be here, this virtual summit attendees. Another platform they can use is a podcast where as you interview more and more people, you'll be able to get paid by sponsors and use that as a top of funnel authority and lead magnet for your other course. And then obviously you ask questions from people on how to do certain things. So you get paid to do that. Tim Ferriss got paid to write a compilation of the best answers on one topic, such as the tools of talents or tribe or mentors. So you can basically interview people and put it into a book and then sell it. So you technically get paid to learn from the very best. And uh, what are some other instances running where you have applied this in your life where you got paid to, to do something you have done anyway? For me, yeah. So I started my first business selling a, a course, being an affiliate. Mm. So I, you know, I sold like 30k as an affiliate, and then I took my commission from that and started my e-commerce business. So yeah, I've definitely done something similar to that as well. Yeah. So affiliates is a good way. Going on platform is a good way. I mean, if yeah, I'm not a great hack for me that I use when I was younger. I don't think it's going to be useful anymore for me since I'm 24 now. Is asking <laughs> for your entrepreneur scholarship. Especially if you're only 22, ask for scholarship for events. 80% uh, of them are going to say no. And 99.9% of these events don't publicly say they have a scholarship, nor do they even follow it, but you don't know until you ask. Mm. And it doesn't cost them to give you a ticket per se, because they have the venue set up already. And I know this because I, I'm an event planner. It doesn't cost me to have one extra person when I pay for the venue. So if you're an entrepreneur and you present yourself well, 
I basically asked, like, you want me to give this script basically to you, Ronnie, right now? Yeah, drop the drop the script. <laughs> so, first of all, you want to find the email, right? So you always want to talk to the the host of the summit of the event, even the CEO if you can find it. So you do your research. I use a tool called Snov.io, S-N-O-V.io, which is a tool that allows you to basically look for someone's personal email from LinkedIn. The system or the, the, the website explains to you exactly how to find someone's personal email. So let's assume that here you have someone's personal email. So you find it, you use it. It's like, the script goes like this. Say, hey, name. I, I'm really, so I find your website as I'm looking for, let's say here, this convention that you have where you train your entrepreneurs to become more successful. And I really love what you're creating here. And I'm a young entrepreneur and I'm trying to learn the very best. And I'm looking for opportunities where I can collaborate and add value people by creating events uh, or small dinners or gatherings. I was wondering if you or your event offered any scholarship for the entrepreneurs on the 22. And I'm someone who is really eager to learn and I'd be more, more than thankful if you were open to give that to me or something like that, right? Uh, let me know if you have any questions. I would love, I'm looking forward to hear from you. That's actually not the best script but you can actually use a variation of that. And the idea here is to basically ask and then hyperlink information about you, such as your LinkedIn, your past success, your personal website, if you have one, your podcast, if you have one, so that it's really easy for the organizer to understand who you are and where they can find more information about you. So you are just a random guy asking for free stuff, but you're actually <laughs> doing something, right? So they yeah. want to see basically like proof of work, even though it's not successful, at least you have done something. So that's something that I'd be motivated by to, to give back to people. Like, even though you're not successful, but you're actually trying to move forward, it's a good sign. And you send clip, you, you send, you click send, right? Again, 20 to 30% of them are gonna say yes. We don't have the scholarship, but fuck it. We'll just give it to you. Yes. And that's how I got like tickets for events that were worth like three thousand dollars or trainings for the Carnegie that was worth 5K for free, just because I asked. So if there's no, eventually we don't have scholarship, we'll be like, cool, no worries. And if you want to just attend, you can attend, but hey, do you have any discount for young entrepreneurs? And it'd be like 50% of them will be like, no, but we give it to you. Here's a 50% discount code because you know you asked for it and I got 50% discount codes. So for example, Joel Harbinger, he had a bootcamp on teaching men how to become a better men. It was like a men retreat on basically on the focus on dating. His retreat was, I believe, 7K, but I paid like 2,500 for it because I asked for discounts. <laughs> uh, so I got like a 5K discount on, on that six-day bootcamp, man, uh, in LA, living with people. And if people ask and say like, no, we don't give young scholarship, we don't give discount, it'd be like, cool, no worries, because you still don't want to pay for a ticket. Do you need any volunteers? I'd be more than happy to work two days or three days for free. And I would love to have the last day for me working with people. And they'd be like, at this point, they'd be like, this fucking guy, like his persistence, he wants, he wants to come. He's trying to add value. He's trying to understand. He's not being a bitch about it. Uh, all right, come in, volunteer. And I had instances where people were, like, were just like, just come at him for free after the second or third email. Uh -huh. But when I could not, I still volunteer. And that's actually great for me because that allowed me to just smile and talk to everyone as an excuse of me working there. So people were just engaging with me much more. And I basically smile, give my energy for day one and two, and then three, I changed my shirt. 
and actually sit in a room with people. And people are like confused, like, why should you next to me next to me? <laughs> we should be working. He's like, no, no, no. I volunteered. I tried to get it for free. This is how it works. And people are like, oh, that's actually quite impressive. Huh, this guy is resourceful. Let me talk to him. Let me help him more. And that's how I got some mentors who actually saw things in me that I didn't see myself. And then that's how I built a network of mentors and a, a, a tribe of peers by going to these conferences for free or I get or having a huge discount or even working there for a little bit to get a free tickets. Nice, man. <laughs> Why pay for conferences when you can ask? <laughs> awesome, yeah, dude. All right, last question. What do you want to be known for in 10 years? Yeah, uh, as, as like Eric is a guy for, right? Sure, yeah. At a personal level, man, what I really want at the end of the day is I want to build epic things with epic people. Business is just a tool for me to have fun. And it's a, there's a number one way for me to feel fulfilled because I love to have an idea and see it happening and be able to add value to people. And the value part is if you can sell something, then someone's value is from buying it, right? And for me, is at the end of the day, is inspiring entrepreneurs who are who were like me before, who don't know what kind of business they, they want to build, who don't know how to add value to people's life, that know they want to be with entrepreneurs that are growth-minded, that are kind, that are genuine, that are not necessarily attracted by wealth, but want to be wealthy. Uh, they don't want to show up, but they want to have the resources. I want to show them how they can do it, how they can get paid to learn. And I think that every entrepreneur should should I at least try to have a platform that allows them to learn to, to try as a podcast or a book or which a summit. But it's using business as a tool for them to be fulfilled and happy. And I know that for me, I know what makes me happy, which is again, building things with people, being able to monetize the things that we have done anyway, and be able to help build a system that allows other people to do the same thing. And at the end of the day, what, what I want to be known for is the guy that gave the young entrepreneur a system that allowed him to travel around the world, to, that allowed him to be really happy, that allowed him to be resourceful, to meet the incredible people that he's lucky to call his really good friends because he knows that the people that he wants to be surrounded by are those high quality people. But to be around the high quality people, you need to be a high quality person yourself. And that journey to get there is also the mindset, the taking care of yourself. And I, I want to be a walking representation of what I preach. So for me to do that and teach that to someone else, I need to be that person for myself. So that yin and yang relationship allows me to just be constantly pushing myself. And, and yeah, at the end of the day, it's just doing things that keep me happy. And business keeps me happy, man. Even though business keeps me insane and sometimes uh, <laughs> the journey of doing that with people that I really love and care about especially people that I work with is something that I wouldn't trade for the for nothing else in the world beautifully said man uh, where can people find out more about you what you're up to and yeah all yeah that stuff. Uh, they can hit up Ronnie actually I'm <laughs> kidding uh, <laughs> uh, you can find more about me on my Facebook page on my Instagram so I'm at yangeric20 uh, if you want to call, if you want to send me an email, I'm at yangerin20 on Instagram. You can check out my website that's called Lead Next Gen. And uh, yeah, shoot me a message if you want to talk. I always love talking to people that want to learn from other people because that's how I started. I literally, literally, literally uh, sent 100 messages 
per week in college for at least five months trying to connect with people that I want to learn from. And maybe 20% of them responded to me and tricky drama phone call. And I would love to give back to the community by doing the same thing. Thus, those people actually took time to talk with someone that they saw no benefit in talking, but they just did it anyway. And I just want to give back to people because that's where I came from. Awesome, man. Thanks for being on. Thanks, Ronnie, for having me, man.